Warmed up. Super serious. Where nothing fun or funny ever, 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 ever happens. This is a super serious thing. I don't even like dogs. Super serious. <sighs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast. Uh, hosted by myself, <laughs> Misha Militsky. And Courtney, who just giggled. Sorry. Um, that, was a, that was a great intro. Like, that was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really feeling it today. So <laughs> awesome. awesome. Um, so Courtney and I noticed a thing um, and we've sort of, I don't, know if, I don't know if we've coined a term. She came up with the term, but I feel like there might be other people coming up with this term because it's really not that creative. But what, do you, what are you calling it, Courtney? Quarantine puppy syndrome. Boom. Let that sink in for a minute. Bam. <laughs> um so quarantine puppy syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's sounds it's, fun, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Uh it's definitely, you know, I mean I don't like I don't like calling things syndromes. Um, but when you see a pattern, you start to be like, Hey, this is happening with almost everyone I'm seeing, you know? Yep, hundred percent. So let's uh let's define things since we like definitions so G dang much. We do. Um, so what is quarantine? Quarantine. <laughs> okay, uh, quarantine is the process of being. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, because like, I mean, come on. Uh, a year ago, <laughs> none of us really knew. I mean, we knew what the term quarantine meant, right? If someone was sick or something like, okay, you don't interact with anyone. Blah, blah. But like, we didn't know it like we know it now. It wasn't, Mm-mm. it was not used as, as much as that term is used now. So Quarantine was not something that anyone was really, I would say, prepared for. Uh, So there was Mm -hmm. no like guidebook on how to do it right. Uh, And I think for some reason, I mean, it's just as much of a mystery to me as the whole toilet paper thing was. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people decided to get puppies. Um, It seems very silly to me because most people... um, we're under a lot of have been under a lot of stress. Um, there's a lot of changes going on in their daily routine, and how the idea of throwing a puppy into that mix seems like a great idea. It doesn't to me, um, but maybe well, that's because I think I know it goes into having a puppy. Right, and I think the biggest reason is like it's really stressful for let's say anybody who has like a typical nine to five kind of job or. Um, something like that, or like everybody in the, in the household has the same work schedule. So if everybody's a bunch of waiters and bartenders and stuff, they're going to work weird hours and that kind of thing. So the idea was that like, cool, now we're home. And so we can be home for all the crucial stuff. Like a, we get to enjoy our puppy when it's cute and tiny. You know, people always like hate when their, their animals and their babies, humans grow up too fast. Right. Um, and then B, they're also there to constantly be working on stuff. So the potty training, the chewing, the whatever, um, it's, it's a lot less stressful. At least it was perceived to be less stressful. In theory, it was going to be less stressful. Everybody, the people that did, they were like, in theory, this is going to be a great time. 
right theory right exactly and so so and and i know a lot of people who have had a lot of success and they're and they're doing yeah. really really well um and i think that um you know for the people even even the people who are doing quote well, right? Let's say they're they're doing everything quote right, and I say quote because like honestly, every dog's going to be different, every person's going to be different, every situation's different, um, genetics, etc. All that kind of stuff is going to play a role. But like, right? You know, there, there's going to be little little hiccups that come up that you don't think about, right? Um, and so and I think basically, I I think we're we're like. Some some people aren't going to see the symptoms of this quarantine puppy syndrome right away. That's I think that's what right. the point you were getting to is like, yep. you know, things could go smooth for a while and you may not see the actual symptoms of this for another year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you may not see it till you go back to work, which is when or maybe never. And maybe you continue to work from home and you continue to not notice that there's actually a problem, um, a monster growing, essentially, that you've you're carefully crafting that you don't even realize that you're, you're creating. Um, but essentially what quarantine puppy syndrome is and sort of how we defined it (laughs) is essentially, um, the problems that arise from having a puppy in quarantine. And they tend to involve, uh, certain things like low tolerance for frustration in the dog, um, separation, anxiety, um, inability to be independent, um, being exhausted um, by family oh, members from being uh, overstimulated, yeah, from being overstimulated, um, which is kind of funny because you you think like, oh, puppies need all the exercise and stimulation they can get to a degree. That's true, but you know, you could right. easily blow that out of proportion. Like Courtney right. and I have both had experience where we have clients with like kids, for instance, and the kids are bored. And so they want to go take the dog for a walk through the cul-de-sac or something like that. But really all they're doing is literally running around in circles with the dog. And the dog's effing tired, y'all. <laughs> the dog needs to rest and nap and relax. Right, right. Dogs um, sleep a good portion of the day. Like, you know, depending on the breed and, and everything like that, like a dog could sleep anywhere from eight to 18 hours in a day, you know, and, and yeah. be totally happy with that. While, you know, the time they're awake does need to be, you know, enriching, fulfilling, sometimes boring, right. all that kind of stuff. Like they do need sleep. Like they are uh, restful animals. They're athletes, yep. but athletes rest too, especially young yep. ones, especially developing little yep. bodies and developing little minds. Um, yeah. A mind that is go, 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 go all the time is going to develop some neurotic habits. Um, it's going to not know how to handle stress. It's not going to know how to handle being bored. It's not going to know how mm-hmm. to turn off or yeah. turn down. I think that I think that inability to deal with boredom is a big, big problem. Um, I think that may be one of the biggest problems. Um because why does your dog whine when it's in the crate? Why does it whine when it's not in the same room as you? It's because it's bored and it knows that whining is going to be a really quick fix to that if you respond to it and cater to it. Um, right. Which, and, if you know, stuck at home, I think if within the syndrome. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, no, if, you're, if you're stuck at home and you like have to be on a conference call and your puppy's whining in the background, there's a good chance you're going to go get it out because mm-hmm. you're a human. And I don't blame you, but it's creating a problem, even if you just do it the one time, 
or, you know, you just keep it out of the kennel while you're in, you, you know, you, you find little ways to, to work around the puppy's issues sometimes. And that is, um, creating part of the problem is what I see, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. I've definitely seen a lot of that happening where people are like, they, they tell me like, Oh no, I, I, I definitely make sure that they spend a lot of time, you know, just hanging out, chilling, relaxing thing or you know we we specifically do crate time and there's some people that like they are right they're absolutely like they have like four hour blocks where like the puppy goes and is like okay I'm in my crate because they're this person's anticipating having to go back into an office soon or something like that and they just from the get-go wanted um that routine that habit already in place because they know they have the ability to come home for lunch and then leave again but there's plenty of people who think that they're doing that but like if you were to actually document what you're actually doing and what you think you're doing, a lot of times there's some disconnect. Um, and it happens to me as a trainer constantly. There's plenty of times where I'm like, I've been working on this dog's recall a lot. And then I go and I like actually think about how many times I've practiced it. I'm like, well, no wonder the dog sucks at it. Cause I did it four times this week when I should have done it 20 times this week. Like no wonder you suck at it in this particular instance, you know? So I think, uh, that is also a big part of the syndrome too, is like, just not necessarily people lying, just an inability to kind of actually keep tabs on it. Cause like, why would you keep a journal of that? Like that's, that's not the first thing that comes to most people's mind is to keep tabs on it. But like a journal would probably help a that lot is, that to track is, a lot of behaviors. I've given that as advice plenty of times, especially, you know, a lot of people struggle with potty training and stuff and they're like, mm-hmm. they're just, they pee all the time. And I'm like, if it's peeing all the time, like actually the definition of what that would be, that dog needs to go to a vet and there's something wrong with it because pee is yeah. consistently coming out of it all the time. Uh, that right. It never breaks from peeing. Um, and that's a problem. Take your dog to the vet if it's yeah. doing that. But if you start to write down every time that dog goes to the bathroom, every time it has an accident, every time you find an accident and keep actual tabs of the time and how much water you're giving it and those kind of things, you'll start to see that it's not actually all the time. It's on a schedule uh, approximately, you know, there's a pattern, there's a pattern and you have to find it. And that goes the same for, you know, your behavior and your interactions with the dog throughout the day, because the dog is paying attention to them. The dog is right Mm -hmm. there in reality going, you know, oh, wow, you know, I'm getting all this attention. There's people here, you know, if you have a, a family with kids, right. there's, it's constant stimulation, constant go, go, go. And, and they're, they're seeing that. And that's what they believe the world is. Their world is what you show them. And I'm also seeing a lot of underexposure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, to definitely. Loud noises, strange people, you know, weird statues, all those kinds of things. Um, textures, textures. Yeah. Cause I, I imagine, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's challenging to get a dog out and about in a safe way, you know, right now yeah. during quarantine. I'm seeing a lot of like early stage reactivity where like the puppy's yes. just happy and like, there's a dog bark, 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 bark. And it's fine. Cause it's a puppy, right. but we're going to, I feel like we're going to see a lot of reactive dogs in a year. Yeah. Like truly leash reactive where they look like Cujo's and, and they're, they're not, they just, are frustrated because they've seen yeah. a billion dogs and they never get to go say hi to them. Or there's a few times where they did and they yanked their owner over because maybe like the kids were walking the dog or something. And now right. they know that that behavior sometimes works. Um, so they're going to be more resilient and more likely to, to replicate that behavior. Right. Um, right. Just pretty crappy. I, th- I think 
having Stella here, she was a, a training dog, um, a client dog who was staying with me for the last month. She just went home. So sad. <laughs> um, but one of the hardest things, even for me, I was getting paid to do this, you guys. I was getting paid to do this. And it was still hard for me to find ways to leave the house for like an hour to two hours to three hours. Like that was hard. Like I could leave for 30 minutes. Sure. I'll just go, you know, take my Nintendo switch and go play animal crossing in my van a few blocks down the road, like a creeper, obviously not. Uh, (laughs) But like, you know, I would, I, but there's nowhere that I go right now for hours at a time. Like I'm not going to go to the domain and hang out. Like that's just a panic attack for me. Um, especially, you know, seeing all those people wearing their masks around their freaking chins and stuff. And I'm like, just don't even wear the mask. It's like infuriating. Anyway, so that's a different topic. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like it's, it's hard for me to, to do that. And I can imagine like, a, it wouldn't even necessarily occur to somebody who just got this puppy. That's not in any puppy books of like, pretend like you're leaving. Like who, who does that? No, because most we people do now have we're in, we're in quarantine. Right. Most people are functioning on their normal work schedule. And, and there, yeah, like I said, there was no handbook on how to do quarantine. Right. So I understand yep. how a lot of people ended up in this position because, you know, like we stated at the beginning, seems like a good idea. seems like you're going to be there all the time. Um, and I think a lot that, of people got excited. Downsides. Right. I think a lot of people did get excited about the fun parts of being there, you know, playing with the puppy, uh, you know, doing stuff yeah. with the puppy. Um, and I don't think a lot of people remembered training that, you know, mm-hmm. cause playing is more fun. And the ones that did remember training, like go, go them. I'm very proud of them. If you're one of those good, good on you. Yeah. But, um, and I think it's fair to say too, that a lot of them, remember parts of training, right? Like pretty much everybody's been working on sit and down and like all that kind of stuff, maybe even some other tricks, um, that kind of thing, but they don't remember the, like more the gray areas of training, like the separation, like right, right. the building trust, you know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. uh, I've seen some of that already is uh, dogs that don't have a lot of trust in their people because their people are playthings. And there is no clear leadership. Um, and so the dog is like, you know, I run this house. This is super fun. This is a, you know, playland for me. Um, and unless the people are actively taking steps to build trust and show the dog boundaries and that like, you know, I'm, I'm a fair leader. The dog is, is not learning that crucial skill of how to trust and respect a leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the trust building and the frustration tolerance go hand in hand Absolutely. Um, pretty, pretty well. Because like, if, if you tell the dog like, Hey, I just need you to hang out in here and just chill out for a little bit. And they're like, no, no, I don't want to. I, don't I, wanna. I have a better right? idea. I could, I <laughs> like, could go run through the hallway. I could go play with my toys. I, I could go chase the kids. Like it, the dog thinks it has better ideas. If you go uh-huh. let it do its and better then ideas, we, then, then right. it's reinforced. Right. And it doesn't trust that what you, what you mean is what you say, that kind of thing. And that's a pretty vague example to be, to be honest, but like, you know, it, it is kind of the same thing, right? Like if, if a dog is dealing with something that's frustrating, right. And if you're just like, Oh, it's, it's whatever, it's fine. Like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing anyways, or I think this is pretty, I think this is good enough right now. You've just set the dog to go, I'm frustrated. And then we stop. 
I'm frustrated. We stop or I'm frustrated. And then I get let out of my kennel because I displayed some slightly annoying behaviors. And like, there's a lot of different ways to work on behaviors. And that's the tricky part is like, you go to any forum, go to any, read a bunch of puppy books. Like they they all have some common threads, but they're all going to say very different things depending on who wrote that book, who made that post, who's responding. Um, Not all of it's necessarily informed, especially when you're talking about the internet. (laughs) Um, it's, it's informed to the extent of like one particular experience or one person's experiences with a a handful of dogs, as opposed to trainers who hopefully have touched thousands of dogs, you know? Um, and so I, I, I think that that's one thing that people need to get a little bit better at. And I think for all of us being quarantined, it's hard to deal with frustration. We're getting a lot of frustration from all sides. We're getting mixed, especially in the beginning, we were getting mixed information on what was going on with the virus. We're getting mixed information as when to reopen or how long we're going to have to stay inside or can we go outside, but just not too close or should we wear masks or no masks is just being far away. Good enough. Like there's a lot of just stuff going on and, and, and frustrations in terms of like adjusting to working from home. If you've never had to do that before frustration of like your whole business. So there's a lot of frustration going on in your own life that you're probably projecting onto your own dog or at the very least using your dog as a, as a crutch to right, alleviate right. some of that stress. So that's another thing is over coddling, right? So, you know, especially if it's a, you know, a small puppy, uh, mm-hmm. having it in your lap all the time and just having it with you all the time because like you're stressed out because, you know, a million reasons, pick one. Um, and so like you're using that puppy as your own personal therapy, which to an extent they can be. But remember that that's a living creature that didn't ask for the burden of your problems, you know, mm-hmm. so keep it, keep it balanced. And, um, yeah, don't, don't over coddle the dog. Don't, don't give out too much free affection for it just existing, which yeah. I, I live with five adorable dogs and <laughs> they are so cute when they, they're just there, they're just alive and it is adorable. And I want to touch them all the time, but I mean, make it, make it a little bit more deliberate, right? Um, Cuddle sessions all the time are not, cuddle and play all the time are not the only things that go into puppy raising, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of what people are putting into it right now. Yep. Yep. And that's, that's where we're seeing this quarantine puppy syndrome. Yep. I think, uh, I think after, after this is all said and done, whatever that may mean or whatever that may look like, we're going to have to put a lot of people on attention diets from their yes. dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's like, going to have to happen. And, and I, and I think it's going to be hard for people because the people are used to being around their dog all day and then they have to go back to work. So now the people are separated from their dog and the people have right. their own separation anxiety. And when they come home, they right. want to get their fill of their dog and just cuddle it, you know, cause they were, enjoying it for eight hours a day and now they're not or whatever their schedule is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to put them on that attention diet is going to be so hard for everybody involved. Um, and that's one thing I'm seeing too is, is, or another thing I'm seeing is the length of time that it's taking to fix these issues. Cause to be fair, most of the issues we just listed, like they come with puppies already. Right. Yeah. Like they're yeah, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a puppy. It's frustrated. It's pushy. It, you know, it wants all the things in life and doesn't know which way it's going. And it's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But usually uh, when you start to work on these things, they get better 
pretty quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing from some other trainers is that these things aren't going away as quickly. And, and these are unfortunately looking like they're going to become deep ingrained beliefs in dogs and they're going mm -hmm. to take full behavioral rehabs to fix mm -hmm. uh, later in the dog's life, you know? So the people that aren't getting training now, the ones that aren't going back to work, aren't realizing they have problems, like, I mean, we don't know yet, but I'm, I'm a little worried to see what, what the dogs turn out like when they're adults. Yeah. Yep. There's, um, I think it was Birdie, Birdie Oshidi. She's like a... Uh, I love clinical, I know she's awesome. She's a clinical psychologist and um, she has recently stepped into more of a like, uh, not necessarily like a hybrid trainer therapist role, but more like she, she works with dog people and dog trainers to essentially kind of help them better their lives and their dog lives. Um, and she's, she stopped taking just kind of like quote normal patients, you know what I mean? Um, but she has a really cool handout that we can post on our, on our, uh, down below in the comments of like 10 mindful pets, uh, where it's essentially you're, you're taking some very, very deliberate time with some deep breaths and you're being very cognizant about you petting your dog and how much you're petting your dog. And it's really meant to be a, um, sort of eye opener for how much we really touch our dogs and how much we really rely on them in terms of like when we feel sad or stressed out or whatever. Um, and it's, uh, it's very, very helpful, um, uh, especially in terms of like when you have a dog who has various behavioral issues, it makes a really big difference because then you're being very, very deliberate about how you interact with your dog, which provides clarity to your dog. Cause if you're which just your touching, dog really, really wants right. is clarity. And that's, right. that's what all, a lot of this boils down to is a huge lack of clarity for the dog. Right. Exactly. So, um, we can post that and make a note of it right now. So I don't Do forget to add that. Um, hopefully I can find it. I should be able to, I'm pretty sure it's on the internets. I'll just message her. I'll just message her if I need to. But yeah, if if you don't already know um, and you're, you're curious about learning more about Birdie Oshidi, her, I think her website's like uh, pause in life coaching or something like that. Like pause as in like dog pause. Um, it's a cute little double entendre. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, she's really cool. She's also a very, very nice person. Yes. Um, the nicest she's basically like a semi-permanent fixture on the canine paradigm podcast because yeah. <laughs> she's awesome yeah she is awesome um but anyway so <clears throat> yeah being being more conscious writing journals of like what you do with your dog i think would be a really good easy way of creating like an eye-opening moment and also like allow you to identify patterns like you know, if, if you, every time the dog whines, you go let it out of its kennel, that's a pattern. That's a pattern. And your dog's definitely going to notice they are experts at pattern recognition. So it makes yeah. them good hunters. Yep. So it makes them trainable, makes them good companions, all that kind of stuff. So, right. It's because they pick up on patterns and they're constantly studying you and your body language yeah. and, and your patterns, your habits, your routines. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you're, I guess my advice to a new puppy owner, if, if you're listening to this before you get a puppy and you're like, oh, crap, I don't want to create that, is be aware of yourself. Um, and if you have a puppy right now and you're like, oh, am I creating that? 
be aware of yourself, see what you're doing and see what, you know, patterns you have that the dog may be picking up on and, and troubleshoot it, get a trainer, you know, let it, let us help you because yeah. trust me, we want to, yeah. we want to prevent as many of these quarantine puppy syndrome dogs as possible because they're going to keep us busy for years. <laughs> Yeah, which is a good thing, right? I mean, job it stability is, job is always a good thing. <laughs> job security. I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, the the potential. Unfortunately, for, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of those dogs are going to get rehomed in a year or two. Yeah, or whenever things go back to semi-normal or whatever, right. or the and the dog starts tearing things up, or it's either going to just be drugged and, you know, they'll just somebody will work a way around it somehow, or they're going to get returned. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're going to develop some really, really severe problems and then potentially be put down. Yeah. Because if it's not, if it's not separation anxiety, it's resource guarding. Right. Um, that's, that's where they usually come out or so, aggression, uh, leash reactivity turned to aggression because the dog's so freaking worked up by the time it does get to a dog that it's rude and the dog it gets to is also rude and two rude dogs meeting on leash makes for a fight. And now you have a quote unquote aggressive dog and it's just not a good road to go down, you know? And so, I mean, it's yeah. going to come out somewhere. So, yeah. So let's, let's talk about some more solutions, Courtney. Um, so solutions. we talked about, I talked about 10 mindful pets. I yes. talked about, we talked about journals, keeping, keeping track of things, whether it's potty training or um, training logs of like what you're actually training versus playtime, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, what, what other things have you been working on with clients and suggesting to them? And um, I really, I really like, thing? I really like that, um, that how you spend your time log that that's a really good idea i'm gonna i mean i have told some people that but i think i'm gonna incorporate it a little bit more strongly that's not proper grammar whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know close enough it's it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh, sorry um i've been doing uh like noise desensitization um as far as like there's lots of videos on youtube so like while the all the dogs doing like a food puzzle, um, having a, one of those little speakers like right right by their kennel or whatever. So there's like firecrackers or dogs barking or doorbells or you know whatever mm. noises. There's while tons it's of them. Eating and right, using its brain, brain basically using its brain doing something fun. Um, and basically the dogs aren't it. They're not eating out of a bowl. They're either eating out of a puzzle that they have to work independently on or a food search type thing, or they're eating from my hand through a training session. I'm not just handing mm. them their food. Um, I'm, I'm teaching them, you know, sit, come down, getting them on a bed, putting them on leash, taking them for a walk around the backyard, around the house, around the front of the house, and not necessarily going anywhere, but just showing them like what we do on leash, you know, um, <laughs> and making sure walks have a purpose. And it's not just not just to explore, although there is a fair amount of exploring that a puppy should do. Um, there should also be a very huge amount of engagement the puppy does because you don't want to constantly walk your dog past or your puppy past seeing another dog or a person and have them be frustrated. Cause like we've talked about repeatedly, that frustration yeah. builds up. So if you can right. get your dog engaged with you and paying attention to you, the rest of the world's going to become background and they can see another dog and not care, you know, which I mean, is a good goal to have of them not caring when yeah. they see another dog or yeah. person and, and realizing you are the most valuable thing because you are a good leader and you provide clarity. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I was just thinking about when you were, (laughs) when you were talking, right. When you were talking about like, don't just hand feed your dog, like just globs of food kind of thing. Um, like make them work for it a little bit. So I started thinking about, um, like spoiled, like rich kids and stuff, like specifically in movies. Like I was thinking of like Veruca Salt and like, you know, just like that kind of stereotypical rich kid who always gets what they want when they want it. They want it now, daddy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you don't want, you don't want a Veruca Salt type sort of puppy, like at all. Um, and, and there are plenty of ways to go about it. There's tons of trainers, myself and Courtney included that, you know, we'll, we'll do like online sessions and stuff like that. If you're worried about meeting in person, um, especially with puppy stuff, 90% of puppy lessons is talking anyways. Right. And I try to, during my lessons to very much be like as hands off as possible. Like I'll show somebody it's possible to do this with your dog because sometimes they don't believe you because you know, body language and like intent is always a, you know, it's always difficult to learn, especially if you're not very like coordinated, you know? Um, But I try to basically do like one or two reps and then the people do the rest because they, they, they need to. And I've got dogs. I could totally show you what I'm talking about with my dogs. It's the same process. You're just not seeing it on your exact puppy. Um, So, you know, a lot of times with like puppies, stuff I start with with video chat lessons anyways um, right because because, again it's all talking right the puppy has the attention span of a gnat so for the hour that we're going to (laughs) talk like the puppy is not going to stay awake the whole time um and if it is a super hyperactive puppy like sure we're going to work with it and 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 you'll see like when you use your dog's your puppy's brain um they yeah. get pretty tired pretty quick and then they take a nap and then they decompress and yeah. then they rest. Or or you have a hyper dog and we just sit with it on leash and teach it how to not be so damn hyperactive because it's overstimulated. Right. right. Um, I think that's another good solution too that um, that I like. I, I don't like the, the term that people, that I've heard people, other trainers use, which is sit on sit the dog. On the dog. <laughs> Silly. Sounds, sounds like you're literally physically sitting on the dog. I know. I, I just, I just call it tether time, basically, where it's like literally you you sit with the dog on leash and that's it. That's all that happens. And they try to jump up on the couch. They try to jump up on you. They try to chew on the coffee table. They try to chew on your toe. Like you're there to interrupt all those behaviors and you can reward when it's calm. But generally, I don't really do a lot of rewarding because this isn't necessarily a um, rewardable event. It's just dealing with a with boredom and dealing with sitting and not doing anything like I don't get rewarded by sitting at the doctor's office waiting to be called in like or in line at the DMV right if the dog is like super struggling and is like ah I can't sit still this is killing me right so I'm gonna wait that entire process out and once the dog relaxes finally then I will reward it with my attention calmly in the state of mind I want it to be in because and all that time right. it's like ah I don't want to sit still I'm not looking at it I'm not interacting with it I usually have my mm-hmm. foot on the leash that that way I give the least confusing information so that's a, a tip for mm-hmm. some people don't use yep. your hands sometimes put the leash under your foot because your hands are connected to your arms and your arms move and makes your body lean and so it's a lot of uh, conflicting information sometimes it's not clear so putting the leash under your feet can help it and, yeah. and you can hold the other end with your hand so it doesn't pull it through can help you just be like a sturdy boundary like no yeah. 
no argument about that. Like, that's how much leash you get. You're just going to exist here. You're not going to jump on the couch or bite anything or do anything. And then once it calms down, which it will. So if you're trying to do that and you're at like the 10 minute mark and you're like, this, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Those girls were crazy. Take some deep breaths. I promise you it will. I promise you it will. I promise it will. Just take mm-hmm. some deep breaths. You have to just believe it will because I promise it will. There are some more dogs. patience than the dogs. You have more patience. You do. Yeah. I promise. You can do it. Just wait mm-hmm. it out. Especially a puppy. A puppy doesn't know shit. Come on. Puppies don't know shit. They don't. <laughs> They're just experimenting. They are experimenting their way through life and basing their beliefs off of what they figure out in their experiments. So if they want to try all that bucking around and flipping out stuff, let them try it and let them see that it gets them nowhere and nothing. And Mm -hmm. then when they do finally relax, you see them. Like I I call it the invisible puppy game where um, your puppy doesn't exist when it's being a poop head, you know, when it's just really annoying the crap out of you. I mean, obviously keep it safe. If it's eating something it shouldn't or tearing up something, it shouldn't remove it right. or that thing, whatever you need to. Um, but if it's, you know, jumping, barking, any of those things, like you don't see it. That puppy does not exist. Right. And then when it sits right. down and just stares at you and is like, how do I get this human? Like, cause the dog in the doggy brain, it, it thinks it sits down <laughs> and it says, how do I get the human thing to interact with me again? And if at that moment you turn and you see the dog for the first time and you're like, Oh, hi there, cute little puppy. The dog will start to connect those dots of, oh, I'm invisible unless I'm calm. That's crazy. I, I should be calm so that they can see me more often. I shit you not, mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. It does. Try it. Shit you not. Shit you not. <laughs> what is that? I hate that phrase. What does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. Why, why did I just I, say I, that? I, 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 I guess I kid you not. I mean, I say I shit you not all the time. So maybe it's just like, let's just throw in an explicative instead of I kid you not instead of I'm not joking. I'm not shitting you. I'm not shitting around. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on that note, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, As a reminder, you can definitely send us your questions. If you want to hear more about puppy stuff, let us know. We'd be happy to talk about that. If you've got, you know, miscellaneous questions like, can dogs taste watermelon? I don't know. Just send us a question. We love questions. Um, you can also support us by uh, liking, sharing it, you know, tell your mom about us, that kind of thing. And if you want to support us financially, you can check us out on Patreon. Um, and you can go to patreon.com slash super serious dog podcast. There's also a lot of other episodes on there. Like we have, Ooh, yeah, we have tons. more episodes than, than what you, what these people can hear. Mm-hmm. We have like, double. I we would have say. double. Yeah. We have like double. double. And those episodes <laughs> are longer. They, they go on yeah. for like an hour. We just keep talking and There's we interview really cool people. Interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Just, just check it out. Just check it out. See if you like it. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. Bye guys. Bye.